Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, October 29th, 2021, episode number 205. Halloween weekend. Halloween weekend. What are you going to be for Halloween, Scotty? I'm going to be the best announcer possible. Really? Yeah, why not? Huh. What are you gonna be? What are you gonna be? It's your. I know it's your favorite holiday. I, are you dressing up this year? Yeah, I picked up a, a potato from the grocery store, and I'm gonna go as a dictator. <laughs> no, I, I don't even know what to say. No. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it's, I, Scotty it's, Dubler is speechless, ladies it, and gentlemen. It's a no hassle costume, bro. You just buy a potato and you know, dictator. Okay. All right. All right. No. You know, like hey, my that's idea. up to you. That's up to you. <laughs> how, how how was Virginia? How was Virginia? I was so <laughs> dude. Virginia was good, dude. You missed out, man. I, both of those events, you missed out, dude. They know how I to know, put on a show, bro. It was a good time. Uh, it's a it's a perfect little short track. It's a clay short track, so you don't have to do a ton of uh, maintenance on the track. track yeah, track prep, right. They uh right. they packed it in early in the day, and I mean there was a. Great round of practice on Friday night. Dude, Billy Ross. We've been talking about getting this kid on this show for a while. And I'm going to start right. hitting the pavement pretty damn hard to get him on here. Because he took okay. everybody's lunch money all weekend, dude. $1,200 uh, for the fastest lap on Friday. And, that's uh, pretty incredible. Just for just for the fastest lap. I mean, that's a lot of money. Dude, like, I don't know. There may be some events where people didn't take that, you know, that home from an AFT event all year. So... Uh, well, an AFT singles race only pays fifteen hundred. I'm just so, saying. I mean, so, but then it's he pretty, it's pretty comparable. He backed up the the twelve hundred dollars on Friday with winning fifteen hundred dollars and then get dash for cash on on Saturday. So, so he he has the speed. You know, I, I watched the kid growing up uh, at the Springfield short track, and and I didn't know how he would do turning pro. Yeah. Uh, he he had kind of a rocky season in AFT, but he's coming around. He's he's getting more comfortable. He won that uh, the ice race, and people put on a TT at their county fair in Wisconsin. Yeah, he won all the money that night too. So he is a good rider. He's yeah. just, I think he's just now coming into his own. I mean, not everybody's like Ronda's rider, you know, Damon, who just jumps in and and goes to his first five main events and his first five attempts. Not he, everybody can do that. So, he was I mean, out there. Too. I mean, it's a tough sport. Damon, really? yeah, Damon yeah, was right. out he there was, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was, it was pretty yeah. cool, man. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I think uh, it was good for him to kind of get it on a short track too, because, you know, a uh, b- right. little bumping and banging in there gets, you know, you get, get that feel. I mean, it's good to kind of uh, know how these, how to handle on a short track. And, and he definitely got uh, bumped and banged a little bit along with everybody else. I mean, it is a short track. So um, it was, it was a good time, man. Like, uh, they really know how to put in an event. Uh, no major hangups. Uh, the the program ran pretty smooth, and uh, I don't know, man. It was it was a good time. Everybody had a blast, and the crowd out there is insane, dude. Like that's one thing that like I just they they they're cheering for everybody. They're going nuts. They really love right, right. the motorcycle racing itself. Um, so that's that's something that just takes us to the next level as well. And uh, little Cruz Texter out there, man, got to ride his uh on his first uh legit like flat First track race. race yeah i mean he was and anyone yeah he was all by himself in in the pw class but i mean that's all right that you, you always right. never forget the first and that was definitely his first so super cool to you see know, him ripping out there and uh he, what he's only like three years old i think he's gonna forget his first oh dude you know no uh, well i'm sure i'm sure there, there'll be plenty of video and, and mom and dad won't ever let him forget that one for sure and i mean dude he was holding it wide open uh some of those laps it was That's pretty awesome. cool Good. pretty cool Good. to see on the on the, on the p-dub there uh hey. what's up 
have they talked about how many races they're going to do next year, or have they even are they reaching out for next year yet, or are they talking about it? I know that there's talk about it, and I know that it may not be a Capital City Speedway there. I know that that's a held really, yeah, it's been a pretty good uh, venue for the first two. Um, but I think they're looking outside of that track, maybe for you know to either extend and add to it or you know replace. Um, I don't know exactly. Um, I obviously think that the, the the track loves having that amount of people there. You know, you you're not upset right. when that many people show up for a race, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, 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 they I think they're looking to expand. Uh, I know that there was some talk about maybe looking up in the Maryland, PA area, but that I, the whole idea was to was to really bring flat track back to Virginia. So I think they want to stay in right. Virginia, and there's a couple options there. I think they have to to look sure. at for future races too. So. Um, pretty pretty badass dude. Was, Sammy was announcing, so it was cool to see Sammy announce another race. Um, right. And uh, yeah, man, good stuff. I think uh, Billy Ross was the. I mean, Cameron Smith showed up. Cameron Smith was racing. Haven't seen him in a while on a motorcycle, so that's pretty cool. And, and he won one of the pro classes, right? He did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, and uh, so that was cool to see him out there. I met uh, Georgie Price, dude. Georgie, my first uh, the, the Buick. You met the. The Buick? Wait, the is that Dad? I never met Dad. I met the son, uh, and okay, I didn't so realize. I, I call him, I call him the Cadillac. Okay, all right. See, I didn't know all yeah. this, um, but hell of a yeah. dude. I, I didn't meet his dad, but like you always hear Georgie Price. I didn't know there were so many damn Georgie Prices. Um, but super yeah. cool dude, awesome. Chatted with him in his pit for a while, and uh, yeah. man, I, I got to tell you the highlight he's of my. A big, he's, he's a big guy. Yeah, not I, as big as his dad, but he's a big boy. I got to tell you, uh, the highlight of my weekend though was uh, uh, her name's Lindsay. I think her name's Lindsay Reese, a uh, little girl. I mean, I put in in a mm-hmm. little video. Um, we see her all the time at, at some of these non-nationals, man. I put her in a little video, and I was interviewing her uh, right before they all started to go out on the on the track at the start of the day, and she says, "We're here because of you." And I about really? lost it, dude. And I was like, what are you talking about? Because of the video? It's like, because a little 30-second video I posted, dude. They came from Illinois and drove 13 hours to that damn event. No kidding. Dude, I was like, <laughs> I got goosebumps right now just talking about it. Like, dude, like, it's, it's crazy. Like, you don't think about it. We sit here and talk on a microphone once a week and, like, make little videos to help promote these races. But, like, getting right. out there and having a little kid tell you. And then I looked at her dad, and I was like, really, dad? And he was like. Oh yeah, <laughs> we drove thirteen so, so hours. Does, so does Dad hate you or does well, he love you? <laughs> I said sorry, not sorry, dude. We love seeing you at the racetrack. So I mean, it was, you know, if a dad he wasn't he wasn't upset about it, right? Like they right, love doing right. that. He loves doing that just as much as the kids love riding. So um, super cool to see, man. And you know, anytime I can get my fix in the off season, I'm all for it. So um, and. Uh, do you, do you- what? Before we move on, oh boy, you also made a very special pit stop on the way home. Well, so that's what I was gonna say is like that was pretty special. But like on the way home, I made two pit stops. Did you know that there's a training facility for motocross at south of the border? They're all over the place, dude. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know. I was like, by, what's up? That's by Charlotte, right? Uh, North Carolina, South Carolina border off 95, so it's okay. kind of a little further east. But um, I was, I was. I'm always looking for a fun place to fly the drone. I found, by the way, I lost the cable, couldn't fly the drone at VA all weekend. I was so pissed. And then yeah. on the way home, I look under my seat, under my floorboard, and it's under the little yeah. cable I need is there. So I was able to fly it. So I'm flying. I was like making up for it on the way home. I stop and fly everywhere I can. Right. South of the border, right. I'm flying in it there. And I hear, I'm like, that's a motorbike. Where's there a motorbike around here? Then I remembered. That I heard that there was a training facility there, so I flew the drone up and saw. Yep. Sure enough, dude, 
crazy moto facility. It's amazing. I, I think that's, you know, when the Joe Gibbs team was based out of, uh, out of Charlotte, I think they were going down there to, to, to practice and train a lot. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and then I'm uh, running out of gas, running up to Pooler, Georgia, and I realized, yeah. well, there's a, uh, there's a nice little pit stop here. I can stop and get gas, and I know a little track that's right there that I might want to go see for the last time. So um, I pull over, and I fly the drone there for a little bit because, you know. Well, I, I haven't ne- seen that yet. Oh, I haven't seen that footage oh, yet. Oh, dude, wait until Ooh. you see some of that because um, the sun was setting. It was beautiful. Um, and I was did like. You, did, you, did, you, did you post it yet, or are you saving it? Oh, no, I'm saving that bad boy. Okay. All um, right. All right. So, but then, okay, so listen, I flew the drone, and I left. And I go and eat at my favorite place there. And it's Waffle a, House. No, dude. I, well, it was right next to Waffle House or by Waffle House. Uh, there's this Italian place that I went with Sammy one time. Dude, oh, my God. It's the best Italian food yeah. in the world. Anyway, so. In, 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 Pooler, in Pooler, Georgia, dude, I'm the best Italian. I'm telling you. I'll remember. It's like Terra something. Anyways, so I, I went and ate there. And while I'm eating there, Sammy calls me. And he's like, hey, dude, are you still there? And I'm like, just so happens. I am. And he goes, I need you yeah. to go back and get some dirt for me. And I was like, what do you mean, get some dirt? And he's like, get some dirt. He collects dirt, right, from all these tracks. Yep, yep. I was like, no problem. Yep. I go back. The gate's still open. I pull in. And then it hit me, dude. I was walking up to the fence, and it hit me. That's where we started left out. That's yep. it. That's I mean, like right there on the backstretch is where we kind of did our first video and our first event. And that, and that I was like, I got to do the live. And I texted you, and I texted Sammy. I was like, and we're all chatting on the live. While I'm scooping up dirt from the front stretch, because that's where the and good fall, dirt and is. And falling down again. I didn't fall down again. It I almost sure looked did. like you did. I almost did. <laughs> uh, and so, but then the cop, it wasn't the cops, but like a big white truck came and I was like, oh shit. I yeah. thought I was You're going like, to You're like, I got to sign off. I got to go, guys. Yeah, I got to go, guys. <laughs> I thought I was in trouble. But it was the owner's, uh, the owner's son who, who owns mm-hmm. a property, owns a track, and, and he was nice as could be. Uh, didn't yell at me for trespassing or stealing dirt from the front front stretch. He actually gave me a ride over to the yep, to the car, the and uh, it was super cool, Pick up man. The rest of the dirt. They said that uh, they've been, you know, it's been eating them alive. That the but it, you know the time is the time has come, and you know it, the time was right to to do it. So last events 11th through the 13th, and so I may go up there for a car of no, of race Nove- of November. Of November, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, man, they're shutting it down. So I got to see it for the last time. I may, like I said, I may go up for that car race just to say I saw the last race there, but legendary that track for sure. I mean, dude, even the short time I've been involved in flat track, I've got a ton of memories from that track. So, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so fast. So fast. It's not as fast as it used to be, but it's still the, the dirt's just amazing. And out in the middle of nowhere, Pooler, Georgia, everybody calls it Savannah, but yeah, uh, man, it's a, it's a fun track and it's going to be missed for sure. Yeah, it's tough. And then I was talking to Sammy, and what he said is absolutely right. It's it's tough because you didn't know it was going away. So when everybody raced right. it for the last time, they didn't know it was the last time. Nobody right? knew. So, exactly. So Nobody knew. That yep. sucks. But, uh, but yeah, man, it'll be missed. And it's really the first track that I've ever seen go away. Um, you've probably seen plenty. Um, but, you know, with my short too, time. Too being, many. Yeah, so... Wow, Rhonda wow. said her uncle Ben I, raced out there in the '60s. Cool. That's nuts. That is cool. That's, that's crazy. Cool. I didn't that's know it's been stuff. around that long. I knew it's been around for a long time. But well, that's and amazing. That's what I was saying. I know that I'm hooked, man, and I got the bug because I pulled off during an eight-hour trip home. I pulled off on the side of the road and hung out at a dirt track for two hours with no event to scoop <laughs> dirt into a truck into a cup. All, all for Sammy. I'm just telling you, dude. I'm hooked. Uh, so. 
You want to get in, into this week's episode because uh, we got to call him here in a bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of worried about this one, but typically when that happens, they're the best ones. Well, that you don't know anything about them. Exactly. Yeah, dude. Look, those are the best so, ones, and I'll tell you, so this is gonna I be gold. If I, I, if I don't know anything about these people, half the people. Maybe three-quarters of the people that listen to our podcast might know about them either. So yeah. I'm excited about this one. And I don't even know this guy's real name. Everybody knows him as Slow. Yeah, I don't know his real so name I'm, either, dude. I've always called him Slow. A slow Slow-Mo on that, his Instagram. So I don't know. Well, that'll maybe, be the first may, question. May, mm, Second maybe, question. Maybe, what have you been up to? Yeah. What's your real name? I love it. <laughs> no, let's do it. You want to give him a shout? Yeah, let's call up Slow. Let's do it. Hello. Slow, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. So I told, I just told all of our listeners that uh, I was going to ask you two things right off the bat. And the first one, I already, already screwed up on that. So the second one, everybody wants to know, do you have a real name? And if, you, if so, what is it? Well, you know, I pretty much just go by slow and there's no W on the end of it. Just S-L-O, slow. Yep. That's what it says in my work uniforms anyways. All right. Well, then we're sticking with it. That's it. That's it. We're going to change your birth certificate. We're going to change your paycheck to slow. No W. Dude, how, how, how the hell are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good. I, I don't... It's a little, uh, rainy, rainy evening. Yeah. You Are you up in Wisconsin? Yeah. In Milwaukee, River West. Okay. I got you. The last time I saw you, I think, was at the Dairyland Classic, if I'm not mistaken. Or it was that... Uh... Racine County Fair. Oh, 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 yeah! I forgot you showed up at that one. That was cool. That was fun. That was very different. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if I've done a race like that before. That was very weird. Your little bull ring. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah, in between two concrete barriers, they decided to put a TT course in there. <laughs> that was pretty pretty nuts. Yeah, they were doing something different every day there. I think they had monster trucks one day, and you know, pulling tractors and a demo derby and. Somehow yep. somebody decided to slide a TT race in there. So. Yeah, absolutely. So it was the ice racing people. Actually, it's right there close to their house, and and they they normally race on ice, but every once in a while they put on a couple of dirt shows a year. So uh, we've been we've been wanting to have you on for quite a long time, and just so happened to work in the off season. So uh, everything everything going good up there? Yeah, everything's pretty good. Work's been pretty steady. You know, I I do have a regular job. I just don't go to races for a living, but. Uh, okay. You know, last last couple of years have been a little, little sketchy, but uh, yeah, business seems like it's picking up. So good, good. What is your real job? Uh, I'm a, a manager at a machine shop in a drop forging company. So we're we're okay. a metalworking company. We take steel and heat it up into a, a plastic state and pound it into shape. And uh, my shop machines the forgings, and we make dies for the forge shop. Wow, that's impressive. That's that's like a. That's like a big time job. I, I feel like a peon now that I'm talking to you. Ah, ah, it's just a big dirty job. We just do big dirty stuff. How, how do you how do you get into something like that? Uh, I've been a machinist my whole career. You know, uh, I had a friend of mine that was a tool and die maker, and you know, I was probably seven, sixteen, seventeen, hanging out. He was a couple of years older, and thought he was doing pretty well. So I kind of pursued some of that, and yeah, you know, I've been doing that since I was eighteen. So. Okay, so growing up in a machine shop and all that stuff, so how did you get into motorcycles? Uh, well, you know, 
if you're a machinist, you're kind of a, I, I feel like those people are a little bit more mechanically motivated than the average bear. And, and, uh, you know, I like fast, loud things. So yeah, I've been riding motorcycles since I was probably 15. You know, my okay. dad didn't want me to have one. Of course I brought one home. And of course it all that's what we all out, do. Yeah. That's what we all do. Now I have like 20 of them, I think, or something like that. I try what not was to your- count. Right. Hey, yeah. You start counting them, it gets expensive. What was your What was yeah. your first motorcycle? I actually still have it. It's a '72 Yamaha CS3 200. It's a little street bike, little two-stroke twin, it's like a wow. RD. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I guess I don't remember those. My first bike was a Yamaha TY80, a little bitty trials bike, but. I was so oh, short yeah, and little when cool. I was a kid. Yeah, I still have that thing too. I don't, uh, I don't know where it's at, but it's, I think it's over at my dad's house. But uh, so your first bike was a street bike. Uh, did you, did you ever race any, any motorcycles at all? Yeah, I, uh, I was a little late to the racing thing, and you know, I had a couple of enduros, and you know, I'd ride a little bit in some fields and stuff near the house. But uh, a friend of mine in '99 took me to the Peoria TT, and. Uh, I watched that for the first time. We rode our motorcycles down there. I was riding a Buell Cyclone at the time, and mm. uh, I was like, "Man, uh, I want to do that." So, I think I started racing somewhere around that time, probably in the next year. Bought a bike okay. from a buddy of mine, uh, Dave Kilkenny, and uh, he had a crappy Super old SR five hundred. Yep, yep. Super Dave Kilkenny. Cool. And uh, so I was riding a five hundred single and. Started going to flat track district races here up here in uh, District 16, and and I did that for I don't know, 14, 15 years or so, amateur wow. level, you know, yeah. racing vet and having yeah. fun and helping people out, and so yeah, I did a little bit of everything. We had a series up here called the uh, Regional Grand National Series that uh, you know myself and some other friends kind of slammed together, and we were fortunate enough to have the ability to go to all kinds of different events because we had supermoto tracks in our state, so we did supermoto dirt track, TT, hill climb, trials, uh, enduro, motocross, and we did a road race, which was a supermoto and no dirt, no dirt section. So yeah, I've yeah. tried I've drag racing. We did that. So I've done so, a little bit of everything. I've got, ha, go have you, have you, have you competed in all those events or were you just instrumental yeah. in helping put those races no, on? No, no, I was, com- I was competing. Wow. That's, I didn't, I had no, no. idea. I thought you were just you know, I thought you were just a mechanic. I'm not saying that in a bad way, but I thought I no, thought no, you were no. the mechanic guy. I didn't know you're a good a, a rider too. That's why there's no W at the end of my name. <laughs> slow. <laughs> it does. Uh, it, it does say slow on the back of my leather. So if you can read that, you better look yeah. at yourself. You know. <laughs> you better take a look in the mirror. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's crazy. So as a racer, what is your favorite racing memory? Uh TTs are my favorite. I won a few of those. And, you know, I had some days where I was racing against a whole lot of my buddies and, uh, you know, and smoked them all. And there's really, there's nothing finer than beating your friends. Really. That's a pretty good feeling. Yeah. So, bragging rights. Yeah. You get, you get all the bragging. Yeah. Rights. Yeah. Just bragging rights. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not much of a bragger, but you know, it still feels really good. And, yeah. um, yeah, I've, I've got two, two Buell drag bikes still in the garage and I still have my short tracker. I got a YZ 426. Okay. But, uh, yeah, a couple of injuries, a couple of good get-offs. It was like, yeah, maybe it's, it's enough of that, you know. I've had my fill. I'll, I'll help out some other people and, you know, do that kind of thing. 
is so that is that when you decide to start working with some pro riders or did you work with you know well, some amateurs first yeah i mean i've always been helping my friends out and uh you know charlotte canes uh, grew up you know riding with her she was part of the rgn scene too and mm-hmm. you know so i was riding with her since she was four and a half years old and uh, her dad, Jack, you know, I spent a lot of time in his garage working on stuff, learning things. And yeah, the pro thing kind of came about, uh, just by, you know, camping at Springfield, really. I've been camping in the same spot in, uh, in the campground there for, I think the better part of 15 years. I have E2324 yeah. for my site numbers and, uh, the okay. Carver's camp a little bit down. And, uh, one day Jeffrey came over because his van had quit on the way home from Galesburg the night before. Mm-hmm. And this was a Saturday night. So we had Steve race, Steve Nace race going on and we were talking about his van. He had it towed back to the campground and, uh, kind of discussed what the symptoms were. And I asked him if he had a crank position sensor and he said, no, cause it was mm-hmm. a seven, three diesel. And that's what I have. So I had one. So I put that in his van his van worked it fired up you know i'm underneath his van telling him you know if you win this race tonight the short track you got another sponsor to thank because yeah. i'm laying on my back working on his van yeah. and sure enough he wins the short track you know the of steve May short track race so of course yeah, so he thanked me on the on the podium and uh yeah kind of sparked something up and uh you know i think three years later i was helping him win the springfield mile so uh what tell tell me what kind of feeling that was for you because i know i can remember that moment as an announcer and the crowd was just eating it up because of course an illinois guy winning the springfield mile yeah what was it like for you helping knowing that you you played a part of that race what was that like for you yeah i mean uh ben evans is the crew chief on that whole scene and and uh you know it was me and ben and jeffrey so i mean uh it's huge really i had tears coming out of my eyes you know so it's uh that's something i'll always have like no matter what uh to be a fan of a sport and to participate in a sport at an amateur level and then to uh actually be a part of helping somebody you know hit that pinnacle of of the sport and win the most prestigious race there is is a pretty special thing it it is incredible that that's awesome that you were a part of that um have you have you helped any other big names that we might know of? I mean, I kind of know the answer to this, but I want I want to hear who you helped out from from your mouth. I want tell me who else you've worked with. Well, um, you know Morgan Mishler a little bit. Uh, just just kind of, I'm more of a cheerleader for people like him, where he's developing and he's starting to understand what he wants the motorcycle to do, and we kind of discuss that type of stuff. So it's more of a more of a support role. He's got a great crew behind him. And, uh, you know, I don't try and step in the, in the way of any of that kind of stuff, but it's more about like the theory of, of setup and, and what geometry is going to do and what, what it should make the motorcycle feel like for him. Yeah. And, and I guarantee you're more than a cheerleader. And I know, I know that for sure. Cause at, at the, uh, Dairyland classic, <laughs> he wrote, he, he wrote a Rotax for the very first time. Yeah. And and he won on that thing, and I know you're in in his corner. I know he had his normal people in his pit area too, and and some of his normal people, and it was his cousin's bike. So it's kind of hard to step yep. in and tell somebody something. But you know, he's he's a, he's a gifted rider that I don't think he's even even reached his full you know uh, potential because he. What I like about him, and I tell I say this all the time on the broadcast is 
he will not settle for following anybody and he'll go find a faster no. way or at least go look for a faster way around. And I love that about Morgan. Yep. Yep. He's always hunting and uh, you know, he's, he's in a developmental stage of his career and he's a thinker, you know, he's a really smart rider. I feel like he rides really safe. Um, I like working with him. He's got a great attitude. He's got great family behind him. You know, he's got Mark Muth behind him. That guy's awesome. So, it is pretty much kind of a cheerleader situation. It's just, you know, you're, we, we talk about these things a lot where you can only do so much mechanically and so much about this sport is mental. Mm-hmm. And if you have that mental edge and you're comfortable, you're going to go fast. Absolutely. Yep. That's exactly what, exactly. You know, a, a lot of riders don't quite understand that. And, and I'm, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you the truth slow as a rider myself. My dad would tell me that all the time, and, and I, I found that hard to believe. And once you start believing in that and know that those riders are out there on pretty much the same equipment as you, that leaves it up to what's, what's what between your ears and what your right wrist is doing. And, and when, when you start figuring that out, you start going fast. Yep. Yeah, the other, the other side of it is basically you know getting the suspension and, and everything else working where uh, the bikes you're not trying to fight it. So I always feel like the less that – the rider has to think about what they're doing, then it just happens. If you're not trying to work around something, if you're not right. cooking the brakes, trying to make the chassis settle, if you're not trying to fight it, the front end's not pushing, you'll go fast because you're comfortable. That, that's exactly right. Uh, d- so I've got to back up a little bit. How did you learn about all this stuff? Is it just from trial and error when you were racing, or did you go to any kind of schooling for, for motorcycle working on motorcycles? No, no schooling. But, you know, we'd be doing hill climbs, and my buddies would be laughing at me because I'd be putting spring preload in the, the rear shock of my DRZ 400 that I was riding. <laughs> what are you adjusting your suspension for? We're hill climbing. It's like, uh-huh. Well, here's what it's doing. (laughs) So, yeah, you got to try stuff, you know. And uh, like I said, I have a a bunch of motorcycles. So uh, I have eight uh, license plates on bikes, so eight street bikes. And, you know, if you have that much stuff, you can't pay somebody to work on it because you can't afford to. So, you know, I've been into my own suspension and I do all my own stuff. So, yeah, you learn, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. What uh, let's talk about Dairyland Classic again. It was it was my first time to go sure. up there, which I'm ashamed to admit because I'm I'm 49 years old and I've been in this sport my whole life, but it just never has worked out. I'm usually somewhere else that weekend. But tell me what you know. What is your draw to go there? Other than it's in Milwaukee, but what is your draw to go there? And what's your favorite part of that 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 whole day, that whole event? Well, it's a really fast short track, you know, and uh, it, it it's a. Uh, I think it's gotten better over the years. I think they've done a really good job prepping the track where the track is wider and it's a, you know, it's a pro-am. So there's been times where I've been there helping other buddies of mine on vintage bikes and we're hanging out and Terry Poovey's there. And, you know, it used to be a formerly USA race. So you end up going to a race and then there's a bunch of your heroes there in the pits with you. So it doesn't get much better than that, you know? Absolutely. Uh, Springfield Mile Weekend, let's talk about that a little bit. You were there uh, sure. the first time First time James Monaco got to come back to a racetrack, and what the class of 79 did, or the rookies of 79, uh, putting Brad Baker on an FTR 750 with Monaco out there on the racetrack. 
uh, for Monaco's first time for him to, to ride an FTR, I think since he got hurt and you were there to catch him. And I know you're good buddies with, with, uh, you know, front row Monaco. Tell me about that day. Yep. Well, that was awesome. I mean, it was good to be able to hang out with him at Springfield. He's been to my house for flat out Friday since his accident and spent, you know, we spent the weekend together and, um, so Charlie Vanderland and I are the ones that prepped him on the bike and got him on there. So his legs would stay on and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it was super special. It was good to see both of those guys being able to go around that track again. Um, you know, absolutely. you don't see that in any other kind of sport. Really? I would never have. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They probably thought they would never be able to, first of all, ride a motorcycle like, like they used to race again, and then go out there on the most prestigious track yeah. to, to take a lap, you know, for charity, which was, you know, which the charities helped to both of them. So I thought it was great for, for everybody involved. Uh, let's talk about the Springfield short track. You said you're a big fan of the Springfield place. It was the, the George Mac, Mac daddy Memorial race. And, uh, man, that, that was really neat that, uh, Steve Nace did that too. Uh, you know, last year and then carrying it on uh, again this year. Yeah, hopefully they uh, keep that going. Uh, you know, uh, I was really good buddies with Gio, and uh, he decided to uh, to leave us a little too soon. I didn't see that coming. I, I spoke to him the night before. You know, it was a night after a national, and we were recapping and rehashing stuff. And him and I worked with Carver a whole bunch, uh, you know, doing some outlaw stuff and always the Saturday before the mile and, we had a lot of success and we had a whole ton of fun together. Yeah. So yeah, for Steve and, and, uh, Kelly to do that for, for Gio is super awesome. And, um, you know, I know he's always smiling down on that thing. Yeah. It, it makes me proud to put the, you know, instead of wearing the Steve Nace shirt, we wear the George Mac daddy, Mac daddy racing shirt. And, and I just, yeah, I, I I hold, all I hold, the time. Yeah. I hold that in high regards and it's pretty cool. I get to announce in that shirt, you know, most of the time I'm in a, a fancy shirt or a shirt that I don't really care for sometimes and depending mm-hmm. on situations. So when I put that shirt on, it makes me feel special. So it's, it's cool that they're honoring him. Um, yeah. Another race coming up up there in Milwaukee pretty soon, flat out Friday. Are you going this year? Flat out Friday. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, uh, Jeremy that Proc that is the organizer of that event uh, actually lives in my neighborhood. We're about two blocks away, so I've known him for quite some time. And uh, yeah, my other buddies that put on the uh, you know the motorcycle show that goes with it with Mama Tried. So it's a mm-hmm. it's a pretty awesome weekend, and we got to cut short. You know, the last time James was here, you know, COVID pulled the rug out underneath on the on the event itself, but. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this year uh, we'll be in good shape. It's a pretty exciting thing to go see. Are, are you helping anybody at the race? Are you helping anybody? Or are you just going uh, to hang I'm out? not sure. You know, the, the pits are so chaotic uh, inside of a, a place like that. It's, it's pretty tight. There isn't a whole ton of room. And there isn't a whole ton of tuning you need to do on a hockey rink. So, right, right. you know. Just, everybody, everybody that's been there knows how to dial it in for a short track like that, right? Yep, tape some carpet on your boot and stiffen her up a bit and put all the outlaw stuff on your tires and go. Yep, there you go. Uh, we're we're having Jeremy Proc on the show next week, or we're, we're planning on it anyway. Is there anything we need to ask him about, or do you, th- do you have anything that we should maybe you know stir up the pot with, or is there anything we should definitely dig into with him? Uh, well, you know, ask him who Loyal's mechanic is. I'm, I'm curious. I'm pretty right. sure I know the answer, but I, I want to know. 
Okay. All right. I That's like his that. Son. That's his son. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You know what? For the longest time, I thought it was Laurel, L-O-R-A-L. And then I just figured out this year it's loyal. <laughs> and nobody's ever corrected me. And I, I don't know how many times I've said it. Really? Right, yeah. Uh, he's a good He's a good rider. And I thought it was Laurel. He is a really good rider. He's loyal. a good dude, yeah. too. Yep. Loyal. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he's we a did... really good guy. He's a local kid, you know? Yep. So. Super nice guy. Yep. He's had a little bit of bad luck at a couple of races I went to this year, but uh, he is a very good rider. So near the end of the episode, we always have Graham's question. Well, Graham knew that you were pretty tight with the, the Brinleys and, and Oliver. Uh, she wants to know, do you have a message for Oliver? Oliver? Yeah. Well, I miss you, buddy. And as soon as I can, Charlie and I are going to come and visit you. That's the plan. Uh, we're coming over be... to him. That'd be so much fun. I think it's uh, on Carter and I's bucket list to go over and do that as well and and try to catch a race there at Greenfield. That looks like such a cool place. Yeah, maybe we should coordinate. I would I would totally be down for that. Go hang out with the Sideburn guys and uh Yes. You know, Joey yes. Brindley and all those other people over there. It looks like a really cool scene. That would be so much fun. We definitely need to do that. Uh, and I just brought up Carter, and one of my next questions, it was uh, down there a little bit ways, was uh, you're trying to get Car- Carter on a motorcycle, and you're trying to teach him how to ride. My dad's been trying to teach him how to ride. He chickened out at Oklahoma City. Yeah, so he's got to do what, it. What are, what are we going to do to get Carter on a motorcycle? I don't know. Uh, maybe it's got to be the right color or something. I sent him pictures of a Honda Helix that I have. Yeah. I'm like, maybe this yeah. is for you. Yeah. You know? Uh and then I sent him pictures of a yellow Goldwing. I'm like, well, this matches the Jeep. Maybe that. Maybe you can ride that. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what yeah. the answer is. You know, he's he's going to yeah. have to jump off the fence one of these days, and and yeah. or not. You know, that's yeah. that's entirely exactly. up to him. I don't know. Yep, exactly. Yep. He, we hopefully we'll get him on a motorcycle here here pretty soon. So uh, yeah. Uh, before, yeah. Before we let you go, do you got any big plans for the off season? I know you know sometimes there's a lot going on for people. Sometimes there's nothing going on. So what do you do in the off season? Well, uh, you know, I try to get out on the ice a little bit in the wintertime. Uh, you know, we ride on frozen water up here. And uh, other than that, you know, just a couple of motorcycle projects in the garage. I got a Buell on the lift right now for a buddy of mine. I'm finishing up. I did a clutch and some other stuff on that. And, and I got a Yamaha SRX uh, 600. I don't know if you know what those are. It's a pretty neat mm-hmm. little uh, street bike. They only brought them to the U.S. one year, and I have a pretty mint condition one that's just been sitting for a long time. So, Okay. I'd like to resurrect that. Cool. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe just do – I'll probably end up going down to the uh, Steve Nace race down in uh, DeCoin, you know, over the the New Year. I uh, like doing that. That's a good time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. A fun one. Right on. Yeah. So, other than that, just kind of roll with it. Do you know what you're doing in 2022? Or are you going to be helping out on the national scene, or is that still to be determined? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. You know, I stay in touch with Ben Evans, and uh, you know, I'm I'm not sure what Jeffrey's doing. You know, he's kind of do his own thing right now, and yep, we'll yep. see. We'll see what comes along. If the offer, if somebody offered you, if one of these teams right now reached out to you and offered you a job as as a full time mechanic, is that something you would entertain? It sounds like you got a really good setup at home, but if you could fly in and and help out the races and fly home, would that be something you would want to do? Yeah, I mean, I like doing that. I'm all about helping people out, and uh, you know, it would have to be the right situation with the right person. And um, but yeah, I mean, I I do have a full time gig, so it's hard to do all of that. I can do quite a okay. bit. Can't I do it you. all. 
I understand. I'm right there with you. Trying to trying to pick it, pick yeah. and choose where I go on my calendar is hard to do sometimes. But uh, we'll definitely be seeing you at the races. But um, before we let you go, the, how we wrap up the episode, I'm, I'm sure you've listened to us here on Off the Groove. We do rapid yep. fire questions. So are you ready? Absolutely. What's the What's your favorite bike you've ever worked on? Oh, uh, worked on. I like singles. I like air-cooled singles. So, uh, you know, Honda 250s. I've had a bunch of those XR 250s. Yeah, I like air-cooled singles, I think, okay. to work on. All right. What's your ATK, favorite bike you've ever? Rotax stuff. You know? Yeah, there you go. Now you're talking my language. What's uh, yeah. What's your favorite bike? What's your favorite bike you've ever ridden? Oh, that's tough. <sighs> well, I, I bought a Goldwing this year. It's like a oh nine. Uh and that mm-hmm. that's a pretty fantastic bike. I don't know if I could say it's my favorite. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with wood rotax. My buddy Shorky's got a five hundred wood rotax. I'm gonna go with that. All Just because, right. you know, I could stare at those things all day long. Exactly. It's like motorcycle porn. <laughs> yep, that's jewelry for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you just said you got a stable of twenty motorcycles. Which one is your favorite? Yeah. Uh, the one that I'm riding at the time. There you go. Whatever one that. I'm riding at the time, it's my favorite at the time. So I love it. I love it. I'm pretty non non denominational. I've I've got some <laughs> Sportsters. I got a couple of BMWs, but uh, whatever I'm riding at the time is my favorite. Okay, what's your favorite racetrack? Uh I'm going to say the Springfield mile. Absolutely. Me too. But that's, that's an easy one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so too. For the diehard flat track fans, it's definitely the, the, you know, the, one of the first ones that come to mind. Uh, who's your favorite flat tracker of all time? Uh, Jeffrey Carver, the wizard. Okay. I, I can dig that. Uh, how about, how about somebody that's not racing? How about somebody from the past that, that you really liked watching race? I would have to go with probably Jay Springsteen. Okay. All right. I like that. Because he's such a cool guy and he hangs it out. And, uh, you know, the dude's always got a smile on his face. Yeah. I can appreciate that. That that means a lot. Um, Who's your favorite person to go bench racing with? Uh, Ben Evans. Okay. I like it. So this one, we, we typically ask the riders, but I'm, I think I'm going to ask you this one, too. When you're headed to the races, you have to bring your what? What is one thing you have to have at the racetrack? Hmm. A pair of sandals. Really? All right. Not, not open-toed sandals. More like, you know, like sport vented shoes. Yeah. I like to go okay. sockless if I can. I think that's the first time I've heard that answer. I like it. Uh <laughs> Who is the next first-time champion? It could be in any of the three classes. Who do you think is going to win their first championship in AFT? Hmm, like any any of the classes, huh? Yep. I'm going to say Max Whale in the singles class because I okay. think, uh, you know, the person who's won the last two championships has probably got something else on his plate for next year, I would guess. Mm-hmm. I think so too. And you know, Max had probably the best year of his career 
and now he's he's accustomed to all the tracks we go to. I mean, it's so so different. I have so much respect for him because coming from Australia, there's no tracks like we have here down there. So I right, think now he's right. got it, yep. and and he's got the confidence. I, I think you're I think you're 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 right on the money on that one. Uh, the last question we have for you is: We borrowed from Dave Despain, but what are you most proud of? Oh, uh, well, it depends on what I'm doing. You know, if uh, sometimes if I'm training somebody at work, uh, you know, setting up a CNC or how to understand something, and and you watch them take off and run with it, that's really rewarding. Uh, I can't really say that I have one thing that I'm the most proud of because it's that'd be really hard that's a hard question to answer absolutely that's all right so many, i like it too many, too many options yeah too, way too many options right how about that yep, springfield yep. win with jeffrey that's got to be pretty high up there that's that's definitely up there yep that's up there um yeah definitely okay. that's up there that's i would say top five you know okay before we let you go do you want to say thanks to anybody uh, yeah, you know, I just, there's a lot of people out there that, uh, I'm, I'm really amazed that I've met throughout the sport. Cause essentially, uh, you know, we're all fans. I'm a fan and, uh, it doesn't matter how you slice it, but, uh, just being there and, and meeting, uh, you know, we, not even just riders, you know, there's people like Dave Zanotti that I've had conversations with and he's super interesting. And, you know, I've, I've, I knew Chris, I know Chris Carr's parents, you know, things like that. Um, there's a lot of people I've met Johnny goat. I've sat in his holler and had conversations with him about Ricky Graham. And mm. I've been really fortunate to absorb a lot of cool stories from a lot of people in the sport. Yeah. So it's such a great sport. I'm just, I'm just a glorified fan that gets to talk about it and we do it week in and week out on the podcast. And I do it yep. every race I go to. So, uh, slow, uh, thank you so much for your time. Slow with no W. Uh, you're a hoot, man, and, and I, I love it when you're at the racetrack because there's, uh, like you said about uh, Jay Springsteen, there's always a smile on your face when 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 the when the yeah. stories are going and you're involved. You're always smiling and having a good time, and and I respect that. And I think you're a hell of a guy. And and thanks for coming on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, that's usually when I'm in my garage working away. That's what I'm doing is listening to you. So man, I appreciate yeah. it. We definitely appreciate that, and uh, we'll see you uh, hopefully uh, probably at the New Year's race down there in DuCoin, if not sooner, all right? Absolutely. Dave Kilkenny was trying to break it down and explain it to me, and they showed me a video of a dude who converted a porta into a motorcycle. <laughs> Yeah, he had his mini bike stuck oh in my there, God. a mini bike inside the damn thing. And he was thing. riding yeah, it on the street funny. and shit. Like that's that's enough for me. I'm sold. I'm in. <laughs>